My name is Christian. And I'm Rob. And this is Faith 168. There are 168 hours in every week. And in those 168 hours, we need Jesus to make it through. So join us every week as we share devotions, talk about standing boldly in the Word of God, and answer tough questions submitted by you, our listeners. Welcome Welcome to to Faith 168. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, no matter what time you're listening to this. We're glad you're here. We are continuing on with our exegesis and hermeneutics of the book of James, starting in chapter 1. Last time we were in the book of James, we were in the book of James chapter 1, verse 1, and that's the only verse we got through. Uh, But there was a lot of meat to that. We looked at how we are a slave of Jesus Christ and how that term slave is not uh, in the sense of uh, the word slave in America, but as a bond servant, because he died for us, because he paid our price, we are bound to him and we are servants of his. And Brother Christian did such a good job of, of letting us know what that word uh, means in the in the original language and the context behind it. We also looked at the disbursement of the, the saints and how uh, that this book was written to Jewish believers, but it's also intended for every Christian, because every Christian is a child of Abraham spiritually. And so we are looking at uh, trials of various kinds uh, as we are dispersed all over God's creation. And that's exactly what we were created to do. Genesis chapter 1 uh, was to Uh, The command to mankind was to go and and be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth with his likeness. And so we're talking about how we can do that in 2022. We're we're talking about how to be faithful 168 hours a week uh, in 2022, which can seem to be hard to do with everything that's going uh, going on around us and the culture in which we live in. Uh, But it's time for scripture. And so I'm going to ask Uh, Brother Christian, to open us up in a word of prayer and to start uh, reading God's word for us. Brother Christian, if you would. All right. Thank you, Brother Rob. If you will, just let's go ahead and meet the Lord in prayer uh, this morning, afternoon, or evening, whatever time it is where you're at. Father, I thank you so much for uh, bringing us together uh, through this podcast. I thank you so much for your word uh, that helps guide us and mold us uh, into your workmanship. Uh, and Father, I just pray that you open up your word to us and that you let your spirit speak to us uh, today as we study together. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. As Rob said earlier, we're continuing through the book of James. And I'm going to go ahead and read the first three verses of uh, that we're, we're going to go through, verse 2 and 3. Uh, not three verses. That's only two verses. My bad. I, I didn't do well in math and counting and stuff in school. <laughs> but let's go ahead. Uh, in James chapter one, verse two through three, James writes, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And this is this is crazy to take in. Because James writes, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. And we currently live in a culture that demands that when we fall into trials, that you stomp and you complain 
and just give up on everything you do and shout at the top of your lungs until something is figured out. But we're not taught in this culture to to look at a trial and think, man, I am so glad to be here. I am joyous over this suffering. Uh, it's just absurd in a worldly sense to think about this. This doesn't mean, though, that we ignore injustice or ignore that something is wrong just because we're called to count it all joy when we fall in the trials. This means that we face the trial head on, and instead of pouting, we actually meet that trial on the battlefield with confidence and faith that God is with us. These tri- these trials that we're talking about, it produces patience. Uh, this word is represented by the Greek word hupomane, which in Strong's concor- uh, Concordance defines as cheerful endurance, constancy, uh, enduring, patience, patient continuance. So why do we get discouraged when we face trials? I believe that many get discouraged because they are under the belief that faith means the absence of trials. Uh, we talked a little bit about that last time when we uh, looked at the very first uh, verse in chapter one of James. But when faith, uh, faith doesn't mean the absence of trials, but it means that God is with you amid the trials. And we face a spiritual battle. Uh, There's going to be many trials in our faith, but we grow from those trials. We get stronger and we gain endurance. Uh, I think the version that uh, Brother Robbie, or Brother Rob reads, uh, says endurance, and that is a more, more accurate translation to use the word endurance. We can face greater and greater trials as we cheerfully wait on the deliverance of God, either in this flesh or by means of bringing us to our eternal home. And and that's a thing that I think we oftentimes look over. How are we delivered from trials? Do we get delivered delivered in this world or or do we get delivered from this world? And so I think Paul, when, when Paul talks about the different trials, he, he didn't fear what was going to happen. He didn't fear when people were throwing stones at him. He didn't fear when he was imprisoned and maybe even awaiting a possible execution because he knew that God was either going to take him from that moment in the world and deliver him so he could continue preaching boldly or he was going to be taken away from that world and he was going to enter into the presence of Christ. I think that's where we get you know Philippians uh, chapter 121, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And when we look at trials that way, is that God is going to be with me in this trial. Either he's going to bring me through it here in this world so that I can, t- uh, can continue to be his servant and serve him and preach the gospel to this lost and dying world, or he's going to take me home. We, we kind of skip out on that because quite honestly, we, we want to live longer. We, we want to have more experiences in this flesh. We want to be with our family and our friends. We want to see our children grow up. We want to get that promotion at work. But when we truly look at it in our relationship with Christ, if he is the most important aspect of our life, that shouldn't be that great a fear of ours. Now, I, I, I heard it said one time, 
by a wise man. He said, I'm not afraid of dying. Sometimes I'm afraid of the circumstances of the death. And and I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I don't think that's a bad thing when we think about it, uh, because there's a lot of scary ways to go out of this world. But the ultimate thing that gave him peace of mind is that no matter how he left this world, whether it was by persecution of his faith and they did some of the most horrible things like they did to the disciples and the apostles uh, in the New Testament. Uh, He knew that after he left this world, he was going to stand before Christ. And so we face these trials with joy because we know that God will be with us and that if God is with us, he's going to give us the endurance. Just like you're running a race, it's, it's difficult to start out that race. If you want to finish the race, you're going to have to build endurance. But the only way to build endurance is to go through trials and tribulations. You've got to practice. You've got to run mile after mile. So for this one mile race you might have, you've probably run over a hundred miles just to start this race, just to finish this race and prepare for this race. So we're going to go through trials and tribulations because that's something that helps us practice. That's something that helps us build endurance to continue on uh, in this world to serve God and and bring glory to his name. And so brother Rob, uh, what do you have to say about that? Absolutely. So uh, I I appreciate your uh, connection of of this endurance with that of, uh, of a race. So we have to be, and we have to endure. Uh, This life is, uh, is short in, in the grand scheme of things, but, uh, when we're living it, when we're in the moment, it seems long, and um, it is uh, something that we must endure. And mm-hmm. the way that we endure uh, is being faithful, even in the midst of, of trials. And one thing that I want to mention about this, and this goes on for uh, the next couple sections that we're going to be talking about, the next few scripture verses that we're going to talk about. Uh, so what James does is he starts out uh, these these trials are an external trial. So he's going to talk about some trials in a little bit that are internal, uh, and, and there's a difference. So the trials that we're talking about right now are, are as a test, and this is a, as a test. Um, like, I was in engineering uh, classes in high school, and one of the things we did was, well, we learned about tensile strength. And what that is is you take a piece of metal or an object, and you see how strong it is. Um, without it breaking. And so you put a lot of pressure on it and that pressure without it breaking tells you how strong that is. And so as people, God gives us these tests and these tests comes in outward expressions through trials and tribulations that we come across. And it's not that God is trying to to catch us. It's not that God is trying to uh, to um, to get us and, and trap us and condemn us uh, because he's not that God. God. God doesn't do that. That's not the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible is a loving and compassionate and caring, yet truthful and, and God of justice. And so what he's doing is he's trying to help us endure to the end. He's trying to make us stronger, going back to that sense of, of testing. Uh, he wants us to be stronger and stronger after each trial. That way we can endure to the end. Uh, in, in this sense, uh, in, the, in the historical sense, James is talking to believers who are about to experience 
persecution like the church uh, had never seen before mm-hmm. and hasn't really seen since uh, in 70 AD. Uh, and so we're, we're looking at a, a sense where the people that James is talking to need to be tested and tried and proven true, and, and they need to receive endurance. So what I, I have for this is faith plus trials equals joy. And so mm-hmm. when we have trials in our lives, and, and all of us are going to have trials, whether Christian or non-Christian, uh, black or white, uh, what, whether we're male or female, no matter what circumstance we find ourselves in, we're all going to endure uh, trials. The thing is, is that if we have faith in Jesus through those trials, we'll have joy no matter what comes our way. And then when we have joy and faith and uh, in these trials, it produces inside of us this endurance. And so it, it propels us into a, a future in which we will be able to endure even greater trials for the sake of Christ. Now, I've got one scripture that I want to look at really fast that uh, is in reference to this. This is uh, going to be Hebrews um, uh, chapter 12, verses 10 through 11. Uh, I'm sorry, verses 9 through 10. Uh, Furthermore, we had human fathers discipline us uh, and we respected them. So what this is saying is that when we were younger, we had earthly fathers and when we did something wrong, uh, they would discipline us. And discipline's not always done when we do something wrong. Dis- discipline can be done to prevent wrongdoing. And so our, our fathers either prevented wrongdoing by, by teaching us and disciplining us, or through our mistakes, they, they disciplined us, uh, and we respect them for it because it made us better. Uh, going on, the Word of God says, shouldn't we submit even more to the Father of spirits and life? So what he's saying is, if we respected our Father for disciplining, uh, uh, for disciplining us when we did wrong or to prevent us from doing wrong, shouldn't we even more uh, submit to and, and respect uh, the Father in heaven who, who not only is the Father of life, but who gives life and knows everything? Uh, Verse 10 says, for they uh, disciplined us for a short time on what seemed good to them, but he does it for our benefit so that we can share in his holiness. And so when he disciplines us and when he uh, does this testing to, to make us stronger, it's for our good and it's so that we can shine forth the holiness of God. You know, one of the ladies that, that I used to pastor she was um, she lost a, a daughter who was in her thirties, I think later thirties, and um, and and she had a terrible time uh, getting over this. And of course, you never get over the the uh, losing of a child. Uh, but every Sunday morning, she would be, come to church, and every Sunday morning, she would give a testimony on on how that week was unbearable. But through the prayers of the saints. Uh, the prayers of her brothers and sisters at church, as well as her faith in Christ and his love for her, she made it through. And so through that trial, she was actually even able to to help other Christians and, and to be a light and a source of reference for those of us who were going through trials of our own. And so God might even use your trial and your trouble to encourage people later on down the road. And so there are multiple reasons why we find joy in trials. One, because it brings glory to God. Two, 
uh, because it proves holiness. Three, because it just makes life more enjoyable uh, as we find joy in Christ because there's not joy in anyone else. And finally, it produces holiness uh, inside of us, not of our own self, but of Jesus as we learned, uh, as we learn um, uh, endurance, as, yeah. as we experience endurance through that. Uh, anything you want to add before we move on? Well, yeah, I, I was just thinking there, there, there's no greater joy than when you overcome an obstacle That's right. that was too big for you to mm. begin with, like lifting weights or playing a sport or anything like that. When you practice and you practice and you practice and you finally reach that point of the true trial of the true test and you soar over it with flying colors uh, by faith in Christ in our, in our spiritual trials and our worldly trials, of course, but there's no greater joy than when you finally succeed in what you were called to do. So yeah, that, I think that's great. I, I love what you said there, man. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on to, uh, uh, to verse four through five. Uh, this is what the Word of God says. And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to him. And so here we're looking at wisdom and we're looking at uh, joy and we're looking at being made complete and mature, uh, lacking nothing. Now, now, this is some confusing scripture, and Brother Christian in just a few minutes is going to help us unpack these words a little bit so we can understand the true meaning of this and and not expect something of ourselves that, that cannot be achieved. None of us is perfect. None of us is completely complete in the sense of uh, achieving what we have set out to achieve, which is perfect Christ-likeness. None of us are going to receive that this side of glory. And so what does it mean here for James to say being made mature, complete, and lacking nothing? I have an example of that, uh, and then Brother Christian is going to uh, to to help us understand the, the biblical terms uh, that are being used here in the original language. Uh, but before we get to that, Genesis chapter 50 is talking about a man— uh, named Joseph. And this, this man named Joseph, Joseph have, uh, has been through many, many trials. If you, if you know your Bible, you know that, uh, that he was sold into slavery by his brothers, that he was, um, that he worked his way up, uh, from a slave to being, uh, basically number two in the kingdom, being completely trusted, uh, by the one that was in charge. And this is in Egypt. Um, and then, so he's uh, second in, in command over all of G Egypt under Pharaoh, and then Pharaoh's wife tries to sleep with him. Well, Joseph is an upstanding man, and so he doesn't sleep with uh, the, the Pharaoh's wife, and so he gets thrown into jail. And so for doing good things, he has been sold into slavery by his, his own family. He's been thrown into to prison, uh, but it doesn't stop there. He does so well in prison and is, is so well respected in prison that he works his way back up to the second in charge in all of Egypt. And from here, we see a famine coming over the land. And uh, so Joseph's family comes back uh, to the very source of, uh, of, of Egypt to find food for their family. And they come to, to no other person but, but their brother Joseph. 
uh, who they had previously slowed, uh, sold into slavery. Uh, and so we see here a, a person who has a, a justification for being angry and upset with people. We, have, we see here a, a person who has gone through trial after trial and af- after trial, and it all started because his own brothers were so jealous of him that they sold him into slavery. And the only reason they sold him into slavery is because one of their brothers said it wasn't right to kill him. They, they wanted to kill him, but one of his brothers stood up and said, let's not kill him. Let's make some such money off of him. Such a great brother. <laughs> yeah, such, such great brothers. And so, uh, so he has gone through trial after trial after trial. And, and, and this is what he has to say to his brothers. And, and this, um, this just uh, amazes me um, that, that he would do this. Um, I, I, can't, I can't understand it. But, but Joseph says um, to his brothers, a- after he finally lets them know who he is, he says, you guys intended this for my harm, but God intended this for my good, for his purposes, for, for his good. And so we see here that even in the middle of great trials, if we have faith in God, we'll see that no matter what comes, God can be glorified and we can be benefited from if we will stand true, if we will endure to the end, if even in the middle of of great trials, uh, we stand firm on God's word. He will work all things together for our good. You see, in in the middle of all this, God was worried about building a nation for himself. That would have been impossible without Joseph being exactly where he was. Joseph had to go through those trials in order for the nation of Israel to to make it to to Egypt, to build in population, to one day be freed from Egypt by God in order to go to the promised land. And so if we want to spiritually get to the promised land, we have to endure those hard times, those, those things that that Satan and the outside world and, and other people mean to harm us with, God is going to use them for our good if we have faith. And if we know that and we see that in the future, if we look to the future and say, God is working this out for my good, then I know that it's going to produce good things in me and I'm going to have faith and I'm going to have joy. The problem is here, if we look in James 1 verse 5, uh, is if we lack this wisdom, and, and of course, wisdom, uh, Proverbs one seven, uh, the uh, the fear of God is the beginning uh, of knowledge, or the beginning of wisdom. Full dis- fools despise wisdom and discipline, and so we're not fools when we uh, when we are accepting trials because we know it's going to produce these good things. However, if you lack wisdom, then you should ask. Now, I've been told. Uh, probably a thousand times in my life, and Brother Christian might have some words to say on this as well, not to ask for patience uh, from God, uh, because when you ask for patience, he'll give it to you. But you know, one of the things here that we see, that, that the way that we receive patience is through endurance and through faith, if if I ask God, he is going to give to me, and he's going to give to me good gifts. Jesus said, who have you asked your father for bread? And the father gave to you snakes. That, that doesn't happen because fathers love their children. Right. In the same sense, if we ask of God, he's not going to give us bad things in return. 
So you can ask God for anything. If you lack patience, ask for patience. If you lack wisdom, ask him for wisdom and he'll help you to see and he'll help you to understand. Brother uh, Christian, I'll, I'll let you go ahead from there. Yeah, sometimes when it comes to what do I need to ask God for, what am I lacking? Uh, <laughs> man, that's a list. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, but yeah, going on with this, we we are to let patience and endurance have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, so that we lack nothing. Uh, in, in the version that Brother Rob read, uh, it would say maturity or mature for that word perfect. But the Greek Greek word for uh, mature or perfect is teleos, which is defined as complete in various applications of labor, growth, mental or moral character, uh, completeness of full age, uh, uh, perfect. So we look at this and we see uh that this patience we let this patience obtained by faith have its complete work in us that we may be complete not lacking any of the necessary tools to face the trials before us that's right you see sometimes we get into this rush uh, and to be in a rush means that you have no patience for anything going on around you. Uh, but we get in this rush to get a job done and we forget the right tools for the job. And the consequences of the lack of patience in this scenario would be that you would not be able to adequately perform your task. For what will happen is you'll reach the moment that that tool you left behind is required and you're either going to have to labor more in another way to complete the task or you're not going to be able to finish the task at all until you backtrack and get the required tool. Subsequently, the word in Greek for complete is holokaleros, meaning complete in every part, perfectly sound in body, entire, whole. So let patience have its complete work in you. Uh, let it have it. its it's complete work in you that you can be perfectly sound in every part, in body, in mind, uh, in spirit. And if you lack anything, ask of God who gives to all liberally. And more specifically, ask of God for wisdom. Because what does wisdom ultimately lead to? Uh, we can ask for a lot of things. I mean, King Solomon, he... God said, ask me anything and I will give it to you. And what did he ask for? He asked for wisdom. And because he asked for wisdom, God said, I will uh, give you everything else along with that because wisdom leads to patience. Wisdom leads to endurance. This whole passage can be summed up like this. We have joy when facing trials because we have faith that God will provide and we will come out stronger. The whole basis of this joy in trial starts with faith. I know that God will provide. Knowing that God will provide, my problems then look weak compared to the mighty God. So every trial, when I compare it to the awesomeness and the might of God, now looks small. When I face these trials on my own and I'm in a rush and I'm not paying attention, I'm not focusing on the wisdom of God, these trials look big. But when I involve God in these trials, 
trials, every trial, no matter what size the trial is before you, is microscopic before a mighty God. So, that being said, uh, look look towards that patience and that spiritual uh, maturity. One way we become more spiritually mature uh, is attending church. Uh, I encourage you that if you're listening to this today, that if you don't have a church home to go to this Sunday, find one. Look at the churches around your area. Don't look for one that fits your needs. Look for one that you can grow in and that you can serve in and be a part of the ministry of God, a part of the the spreading of of the gospel. And when you face trials, uh, look towards the scripture. That's that's where we find our spiritual maturity. When when someone starts quoting scripture in the midst of trial, uh, I see a spiritually mature person. And so we need to come to this conclusion. If you really want to make it through a trial, stop looking at the size of the trial and start looking at how big of a God you serve. And you'll realize that he is willing and able to carry you through that trial. And I think that's the greatest form of wisdom there is to know that God is bigger than any trial that you can face. So that kind of concludes what we're talking about today in James. Brother Rob, do you have anything else to share before we dismiss? And you can just go ahead and dismiss us in prayer as well. So Okay, absolutely. Yeah, I just want to read one more uh, passage of Scripture that, that, I hope will, um, that I hope will help us as we think of these things. Because as we think of trials, uh, we can oftentimes think of defeat. And that's not what James is talking about at all. In fact, he's talking about persevering through trials which leads to victory Uh, however in the middle of of trials we often feel defeated and that's oftentimes when depression and anxiety can sink in and so i want to read this to us it's in romans chapter 8 starting in verse 31 what then are we to say about these things if god is for us who is against us he did not even spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he not also with him Grant us everything. Who can bring an accusation against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the uh, who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is the one who died, but even more, he has been raised. He also is at the right hand of God and intercedes for us. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Uh, can affl- affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or, or danger or sword, as it is written, because of you, we are being put to gaff- death all day long, and we are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So even in yeah. trials, what are we? We're more than conquerors. The victory is ours. That is a promise. All we have to do is be, and we all we have to do is endure, and be patient in the middle of trials, and we'll find more joy than we've ever known, and we'll be faithful to Christ in doing so. Thank you so much 
for joining us today as we looked at these truths in God's Word and hopefully help you helped you uh, apply some of these truths to your life. And, and if you're going through a trial right now, we would love for you to send us a message and let us know because we would love to pray for you. We're not going to condemn you. We're not going to, even if it's self-inflicted trials, we're not going to put you down. We're not going to tell other people. We're going to pray for you. And so let us know how we can pray for you. Uh, that's one of the reasons we're here. Yeah. We're here to, to help you live 168 hours a week for Jesus. Part of that is simply interceding for each other and living life together and being uh, and having fellowship with one another. So we want to hear your prayer so we can pray for you. Uh, also, uh, we just want to, to con- ask you to continue um, to, to listen to our podcast. And, and if, you, if you're enjoying the content, share it with people that you know uh, will benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Once again, we thank you for joining us today. Let me pray us out. Father, we thank you so much for this day. God, I thank you so much for my brother Christian and his wisdom and his insight in your scripture. God, I pray that you would continue to lead us and guide us into your scripture. As we study together, let our our own thoughts and our, our own um, our own agendas be put to the side and let us focus solely on you and the agenda of the Lamb of God. Help us to, to focus on you and help us to apply these truths to the 168 hours of every week that you've blessed us with. God, we know that if we're still alive, if we're still breathing, you still have a purpose and a plan for our life. So God, help us to be faithful 168 hours a week. We love you and we praise you. We thank you most of all for Jesus' death on the cross. And it's in the name and by the blood of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time. God bless. Thanks for joining us today. Every week has its trials and tribulations, and we want to encourage you to seek Christ during those times. We want to pray for you during those times. So look us up on Facebook by typing in Faith 168 Podcast and send us a message. It can be a prayer request, or maybe you want us to answer a question that you've been contemplating. Just send us a message. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we will see you again in 168 hours.